The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday morning and giving me a chance to be part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, we just finished and actually would have been posted a couple days ago. I'm recording these videos ahead, uh, taking a couple days off or at the end of the week be with my family. My daughter's coming in town. So these are recorded a day or two before they're posted right now. Uh, but we, as of Wednesday or Tuesday afternoon, we're able to post these videos onto YouTube, and uh, we're going to try and keep doing that as we can get them up there. So one of the great ways you can use them and share them is through Grace Baptist Church's Bakerfield's YouTube channel. You can follow it, subscribe to it, and, and share from there, and that would be an easier way to kind of keep up with the entire thing. Go to the playlist right now. We're in the playlist of Second Corinthians, and just follow it that way. It's an easy way to follow, and when something's posted new, if you've subscribed to it, um, it'll come right up and let you know the new videos there anytime we're able to to post these things brand new. But this morning, we're in 2 Corinthians, and we're going to move into chapter 11 as we work verse by verse, section by section, uh, through the book of 2 Corinthians. And we're in chapter 11, and uh, Paul has been spending a lot of his time as he teaches his church, as he's writing this letter to this church, he's spending a lot of his time in working and trying to help them to understand and help them to recognize false teachers and false teaching. And so now he kind of bears a little bit of his heart in this situation. And honestly, um, from a pastor's heart, I, I can see easily what he's referencing here. Uh, you get a little bit of the transparency that a pastor in his situation, a kind of founder of these churches, the, well, Jesus is the cornerstone, but he's the one that was used by Jesus to establish these churches. And so it, it's as he sees these false teachers coming in, and of course he's, you know, he's not able to be there at the time, and he can see these conflicts. And so from his, there's just this internal battle. And so he shares a bit of that in these verses. In uh, chapter 11, verse 1, Oh, that you would bear with me a little, in a little folly, and indeed you bear with me. For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. For I betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste version to Christ. So he says in the first three verses, he describes who they are to him and his heart. He goes, be with me in a little bit of fire. Let, let me just be a little transparent. Let me explain to you my heart. Um, I mean, to share with you really what goes on in, in my mind at this time. He said, I am jealous. He says, I'm jealous for you with a godly jealousy. And he says, what I don't want is I don't want you to be taken away with other doctrines. I don't want you to be taken away by other preachers. And please understand, this is different than somebody saying, well, I've moved to a different church in town. Or this is different than saying someone's moved across and they're going to a different church. Anytime throughout my years that someone has moved out of the area or whatever, leave a church, I'll tell you, you do get jealous. You're like, man, we want them to stay. But the goal of a church is to be able to help somebody to move on and to be able to grow in Christ. We should always be training and developing and so but he's not talking that he's talking somebody has been wooed away lured away by false teaching he says i'm jealous over the fact that we have trained you in biblical training and that you would find some false teacher sometimes they're a well-known teacher and today's day it would be a, a big mega church teacher it would be a youtube teacher that you like it would be somebody who claims to have all of this knowledge and maybe very talented in his ability of his or her ability of speech in that scenario and and you look at it and you can get lured away by their ability of speech or whatever it is. He goes, I, I've worked to teach you on the foundation of scripture, foundation of Jesus, do not be lured away. So he's nervous that they could be lured away um, from what he has put the foundation that's been placed. He says, in ver and so he goes, I have, he says, I have 
um, betrothed you to one husband. That one husband is Jesus Christ. Remember, the church, the body of church becomes the bride. All of the church becomes the bride to Jesus Christ, making him the husband. And so he's referencing, we have prepared you for that time, not to be pulled away by the world and, and other false Jesus and religions, but sticking with just him. He said, I may present you as a chaste virgin, not somebody who's played or not, some, you know, kind of played around, not someone who has uh, followed other thinkings and you, Jesus is just one of your thinkings. You are pure and staying with the following, again, following of just Jesus, following his teachings and things that staying right to that. It says in verse uh, four, three, but I fear lest as a serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So he references back to Adam and Eve. Um, now let me just give you one quick remembrance and you go back to Adam and Eve where the, in the garden where the Eve, where the serpent deceived Eve. Uh, if you go to Timoth, the book of Timothy, I think it's for first, second Timothy, you go, you find out what the Bible says, the woman was deceived, the man was not. The woman, you know, you, you go back to the original question, who was it that told Eve not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Well, actually, when God gave that command to Adam, Eve was not created yet. So God told Adam, and then Adam was given the responsibility to tell Eve. So um, ultimately, the curse, that's why we say the curse of mankind of sin did not, does not fall on Eve. Uh, Eve was deceived. Adam was the one that made the decision. He was the one that plummeted mankind into this curse. It was not Eve, it was Adam. Adam could have said no. And I don't know what it would look like if he had said no at that time, but we know it was Adam that made that, excuse me, that made that choice. So we go back to the idea that she she was only told from her husband, and so she was deceived. And really, in simplicity, he had convinced her of some great things. And, we, and you can go back and study Genesis, and it's, it's a great study because, frankly, you learn a lot about how Satan still works today. Uh, you know, he told, he was, has God not so you can eat of every tree of the now garden? And they've been given freedom to eat of everything except one tree. And Adam pointed out the one, or excuse me, Eve pointed I can't get this right this morning. Satan pointed out to Eve the one thing she was not supposed to have. She was given the best of everything. And I personally don't believe the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was better fruit. It was just one tree that God said, don't eat from. And it was just because, you know, to worship, to worship God, there must be a choice. And so he said, you know, deceiving because you should be as God's knowing good and evil. So God's not, God's holding out on you. He's not giving you the best. If you follow me, I'll give you everything you could possibly desire. It's the same lies that Satan uses today. He's saying through that same simplicity, that same deception that was used in the garden against Eve, he goes, I'm afraid that in that same way Satan can use this. Now it's different today. It's in religion. It's used in false teaching, and it sounds good. And I'll be honest with you, some are going to say well, the teaching is more relevant. I will say this. I think the Bible is the most relevant book in, uh, today still. I believe the Bible says there's no new thing under the sun. What is in the Word of God that deals with everything that we're going to face today? Uh, the battles we face today are unique in their culture, but they're no different than they faced um, when they walked through the wilderness, when Solomon was writing, you know, Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and things of that nature. It's all the same. Same, it just appears differently. You know, today we have the internet, we have all those things, and so it presents itself differently. But the fact is, um, it's, it's the same type of culture and that we can see that the Bible has transcended that time, which means if there's a situation today where we wonder what's going on, the Bible has an answer for it. The simplicity, that's why Jesus says, this is simple. He goes, he calls himself, you are confused that, and you lose, the, he goes, you'll be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. See, Jesus, Satan wants to make religion complicated. If you do all these things and all these extras and give and all of these extra different traditions and then just hopefully maybe God will accept you into heaven. And Jesus calls it a gift, for by grace are we saved by, through faith. 
that not of ourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. He simply states that premise, it is a gift. He makes it simple. Gaining salvation is simple according to the Bible. And he says, you're deceived because Jesus has made this simple. And sometimes we feel like if we're super religious, it's better while we're being deceived, leaving the simplicities in Christ. Verse 4, he says, for if who comes and preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached... Or if you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. He says, I'm afraid that if you find that the simplicity that is in Jesus seems too easy, and you go into these super religious, super traditional based scenarios, oh, it's so much better. Uh, you realize, you know, you're being taught a different Jesus. You're being taught a different gospel. You're being taught wrong things. But boy, they sound good because of all these things you can do. And let me tell you the thing I struggle with, with this heavy religion. Because I don't believe in, to me, I'm not a fan of religion. I'm a fan of relationship with Jesus, a relationship with God. But religion, here's the problem, becomes centered about me, all the things I do for God. Christianity is about all the things God has already done for me to give me salvation. And then from there, I worship and live for him as a result of it. It's all completely backwards in this heavy religious system. He says, don't be deceived. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't allow the simplicity that you find in Jesus uh, to be confusing. That is where the truth lies. Thanks again for joining us on this Thursday morning. Give me a chance to be part of your day. I greatly appreciate it. Hope it's a help and encouragement. Hope you have a great rest of your week and uh, hope we'll join us as we finish out the week together on Friday. God bless.